Welcome to YG Roundtable, built by Max Weiss and sponsored by Health Payment Systems. I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. YG Roundtable brings together leaders and subject matter experts for a conversation on important issues to the business community. Today, we're talking about Podcasting 101. Let's meet the panel. Hello, my name is LZD Flinart III, the mayor of Podcast Town, and we help people launch, grow, and maximize through podcasting. I'm also the host of the Podcast Town Throwdown, where we help you grow your audience, grow your podcast skill set, and make cash with your show. Hey, I'm Eric Clark. I'm the uh, co-founder and CEO of Exponential Influence, where we help brands and personalities become omnipresent across social media to stay top of mind in front of their ideal clients. I'm also the host of the Where to Hunt podcast, a national live call-in radio show, and the Honest to Goodness podcast, where I interview entrepreneurs from around the world. Hello, my name is Brandy Iberia. I am the founder of Luminosity Media Group, and my podcast is Marketing with Black Girl Magic. And it was created to give you the end to tips, tricks, and tools to make your brand sparkle with impact. Welcome to the Young Guns Podcast, bringing together entrepreneurs and business leaders that break the rules and challenge conventional wisdom. Thanks, and enjoy the show in three, two, one. Welcome to YG Roundtable, built by Max Weiss. Today's topic is Podcasting 101. Podcasting has really grown in the last few years, and if you own a business, it's a great space to be in. And fortunately, I have three really great podcasters here with me on the show. So uh, first off, uh, Elsie, welcome to YG Roundtable. Um, let us know a little bit about uh, why you started a podcast, and I know you actually help podcasters, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So what's funny is I never set out to start a podcast business. Um, really, I wanted to learn business, but I didn't want to learn from a book. I didn't want to go to uh, school to learn. I wanted to learn business from business owners who were in the trenches and running successful businesses. And so I said, what is the best way to do that? If I were to email them blindly and say, hey, Mr. Successful Business Owner, can I pick your brain? They would never answer that email. So I said, okay, I'm going to launch a show um, and I'm going to invite them to be on my podcast. I'm going to ask a couple of decent questions and then I'll just shut up and learn. And that's what I did. And I could write a book, David, of yeah. all the, the, the advice, the um, principles and the things that they've taught me over the years. And that ended up, long story short, becoming Podcast Town, where we're helping other businesses do the same thing. Yeah, it's a fantastic thing you're doing, and you have a, a group that meets weekly, and you give advice, so it's fantastic. So yes. Yep. Check that out. Okay, Eric, uh, tell us a little bit about your journey into podcasting. Sure. My journey into podcasting uh, started when a friend of mine who is super nerdy, I got into his car and he was listening to a radio station. I said, well, what station is this? He goes, this is a podcast. This was like <laughs> 10 years ago. I didn't know what a podcast was. He said, do you want to do a podcast together? So uh, him being nerdy, he kind of did a nerdy kind of thing. And I did an outdoorsy thing. So we called it the Wildernet Podcast. Okay. That was the first podcast I ever did. Well, then I had a GPS hunting app that I created for whitetail hunters across the U.S. And I was a nobody in that space. Literally no one knew me. So I thought, I thought well... Why don't I do a podcast for that community and see if I can start to learn who people are and learn more about them and try to market my app. So that's what I did. He helped me get that off the ground. And 10-ish uh, years later, it's now a national live call-in radio show for oh, White House. That's incredible. So it's pretty neat. Great job. 
All right, Brandy, let's uh, hear about your podcast yeah. and how did you get into it? Actually, uh, I started out in radio and um, probably about a year into uh, the, doing uh, radio, it was a FM station here in the, in the Milwaukee Metroplex area. Uh, things just weren't going as planned. And uh, I decided to make a shift and I was trying to figure out where, where do I go? What's the next station that I potentially could move to? And I happened to be on, uh, on LZ's uh, podcast. <laughs> and so interestingly enough, I didn't know I was being tricked for you to gain knowledge <laughs> from me, there you go. but I came on to talk about my, my marketing business with LZ. And so I just said, you know, because I'm also about relationship building. I said, you know, let me just connect with Elsie. Maybe he can point me in the right direction for, you know, maybe it's radio. I don't know. And he said, well, why, why don't you move into podcasting? You know, uh, podcasting is the new wave of radio. And so I literally took the leap uh, after meeting Elsie. And so that's a testament to Podcast Town and all of the different things that he does. And from there, it was, again, my radio show turned to podcast show. And then uh, more recently now, uh, you know, with my own business, I have a new podcast that is uh, connected to the work that I do. So again, it's a way for me to build relationships and connect with people without the hard sell. Okay. And then uh, expand from there. That kind of leads into the first question. You kind of started to, to yeah. go into that, which is great. So why would someone want to create a podcast and what are the benefits? So I know, Elsie, you're really great at that, you know, starter space for podcasts. So I'd like to hear from you on that. Well, how much time do you have? Because <laughs> um, honestly, there, there are so many benefits, right? I, I'm huge on relationships. I have this, uh, this saying, ROR, which is return on relationship. Mm. Podcasting is a fantastic way to build and cultivate relationships. I love um, acronyms, right? So yep, let's go. Uh, connect, cultivate, and communicate, right? It's fantastic for all three of those things. And if you're in business, if you're not connecting, if you're not communicating, if you're not cultivating, you're, you're missing out, right? Absolutely. And so from a business perspective, it's a fantastic way to communicate your value and build relationships. Okay, good. Um, so let's move on to someone that's gonna start a podcast. You know, it's a big jump for somebody to do that. And it's really hard sometimes to do the very first one. So think back to that. And what advice would you give someone just starting out? Uh, uh, Eric, maybe you wanna start with that and then I'll see what Brandy has to say. Yeah, I would say if I had to give myself advice from when I was starting out based on where I'm at now, I have two podcasts, The Hunting One, um, which is a live broadcast. And then I have a different one that's a narrative story style. So the narrative story style probably follows more of a traditional way of doing it in the sense that you're interviewing someone and then you have this thing you need to craft into a podcast. So my advice would be to um, start, but keep it all under wraps for a little while. Work ahead a little bit so you okay. can be maybe um, two weeks to a month ahead of yourself so you don't get in a like rhythm that. where you have to be producing, um, you know, kind of like on demand. Yes. So you I, want to create a I framework. host a podcast as well. That was one of the things I happened to do, and I was really glad I did that as I had, you know, a content list, and I did a few in advance, and it just takes the load off right away, the pressure off if you can't, you know, meet a schedule right away. That's good advice. How about yeah. you, Brandy? What, what would you uh, advise somebody that's just starting sure. out? Sure. Uh, really great advice. 
Yes. Um, <laughs> I wanted to applaud, but I was like, oh, you know, calm down. I get excited easily. <laughs> and so um, some, uh, one of the things that came up, though, with the, the initial thing that came up when you asked that question um, was, what do you already have in your hands? A lot of times we're ready to jump right into, okay, I'm, I'm, I want to do a podcast. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Are you ready for that? Is that just because it's something that someone is, else is doing and they've done it well, is that really the lane for you? I, I believe anyone can do a podcast, but still, you should ask yourself that question. So use what you have in your hands. Hands, social media is at our fingertips. Can I go live and talk for 20 minutes nonstop without anyone talking back to me? You know, so can I go, you know, whether that's Facebook Live, Instagram Live, like use the tools that you have, test it out with your friends, you know, and see kind of what comes comes out of it so that when you are ready to do a podcast, that you're at your most authentic and your most comfortable. Okay. Yeah. Anything you want to add on that, Elsie? I always tell people, understand your why. Because about episode seven or eight, (laughs) you realize, OMG, it's a lot of work. Yeah, you get that moment, right? Have you all had that moment where you're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Yes, your your why will carry you over that. that Okay, that's great advice. So jumping more into the technical aspect of it, you know, a lot of people don't even know where to start. Like, do I need a lot of equipment? Do I need you know, to invest in all that stuff, or can you do it pretty easily? Well, think? I'm going to give my famous line. It depends. Yeah. Okay, right? <laughs> it, it depends on your why, why you're doing it. Is this a hobby? Is this associated with my business, my brand, right? Because that will inform, okay, I can just do it from my phone. If you're a business, you probably don't want to do it that way. Yeah. But if it's a hobby, sure. Um, so I think it depends on, um, as Brandy alluded to, where you are, what you have, and being really good at using what you do have, right? Yeah. There's a number of things that you could do equipment-wise and technical, uh, but use what you have and understand your why and work from there. Okay, that's I was going to just quick jump in and say, um, so there's a, a statement that I'll quote I always use from a former mentor, and it said, uh, it's all right to be a copycat as long as you copy the right cat. Okay, <laughs> so, you know, if, if you've seen someone else's podcast, you like how it sounds, you know, see... You know, Get, make make the phone call. See, you know, if you can make that connection. Uh, LinkedIn is your friend. Connect mm-hmm. with people. What equipment are you using? It's just like with musicians, or really, really with anyone who loves the craft that they do. They're usually willing to share. Oh yeah, I play a PV bass, or I, I do this, or I do that, or this is what I've been using. And so, yeah, you know, see what other people are doing, and don't be afraid to mimic. Okay, great advice. And I know for, for me, when I started out, I was fortunate because I had a whole bunch of blogs already created. So I took my blogs. They were already written, and I turned those into content. So all of a sudden, I had you know thirty or forty different ideas that I'd already done the work on. So now I just had to go and, and kind of speak through it. So it was really easy to do that. So um, we'll talk a little bit in a moment about um, you know kind of micro content and and, <laughs> and and scaling and all that kind of stuff. But before we do that, I want to get your thoughts because I think a lot of people start podcasts and get a couple in, and then they fail or they quit. And so. Uh, where, where do you think most podcasts fail? I guess, uh, Eric, I'm going to turn to you first. Yeah, going back to what Elsie said, if your why isn't mm-hmm. like really well set, you're going to kind of get to this point where like, well, actually, you'll ask yourself, like, why am I doing this? Why am I putting yeah. myself through all of this? Um, <laughs> exactly. And then you're like, I'm done. Yeah. You know, people stop. So yep. you can outsource certain things. You can get you know, help from um, you know, virtual assistants through Upwork or Fiverr. I have an intern that helps me produce some of my shows. Um, and he does a great job, and he really likes it. He's an 
he's going to school for audio production at Madison, oh, nice. so yep. it's like a good resume piece for him, and mm -hmm. it's like, this is great, I don't have to like even pay you. <laughs> um, so even like, that's, a, that's a big reason, so like the framework of consistency, maybe working ahead a little bit, but trying okay. to do a few things smarter, um, equipment can help with that. So like a Rodecaster Pro is a very specific piece of equipment where I've baked my audio sounds into the live broadcast, so now I don't even have to do any post-production. So it's made it really easy for me. It's taken a lot of time um, back and, and given it back to me. So things like that, things where you can optimize or get help are a big way to kind of keep consistent with it. Okay. Um, LZ, what do you think? Why, why do you think some podcasts fail? I think the reasons that, that we've mentioned, right? Um, again, you get to episode 10 yep. and you realize it's a ton of work. Sure. And, and, and to Eric's point, you haven't uh, optimized your production, your workflow. Um, and you don't understand why you're doing it. Um, it, it can be, it, it's a lot of work if, you, mm -hmm. if you're doing it right. Um, so I think most podcasts fail because they don't understand why they're doing it and they don't have a solid plan and a strategy okay. uh, in place uh, because strategy is critical. Sure. Right? You have to understand how, how, how are you different? What value are you bringing? And how are you going to de deliver that value in a way that's different and unique and to Randy's point, authentic? Okay. Do you think uh, it has anything to do as well with people uh, just being impatient, right? Because we're, we're in this society with social media where it's like, oh, I post this and I got so many likes on it. And podcasts, at least in my experience, have always taken a little while longer to build the audience. Do you, do you find that true? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll time. I'll, I find it, I answer that question more than any other question. Okay. It's like, I just launched a podcast last week and I got X many downloads. Is that good? It's like, well, maybe. It depends, mm -hmm. right? Sure. You know, it's, it's relative. Yeah, is, yeah. You know, are, they, are they engaging in your content? Are they, do you have an email list? Are they following? You know, so it, it's so much bigger than, than downloads. Sure. It's, it's about engagement. It's about uh, value. And are you uh, providing that feedback loop? You know, I would rather have a thousand dedicated, engaged listeners mm -hmm. than 10,000 downloads and nobody sure. makes a peep when I put a survey up on gotcha. online okay. or nobody that makes responds sense. to my email. So sure. I think it's a mindset thing, right? Which goes back to strategy and why and understanding um, here's this podcast brand because it is a brand yep, and how do I um, permeate that brand and what does success look like? Okay. Um, so one other thing, you know, a lot of people, you know, you guys especially kind of do a podcast as an extension of your brand. So do you recommend um, having the podcast be the same name as your company or is it, should it be a different name? Do you have any thoughts on that? That's a trickier question. Yeah. It, <laughs> still fun from LZ, it depends. Uh, you know, but it really depends on who you're trying to attract and what your goals are, what you're trying to accomplish. In some cases, it does make sense to have it be a standalone brand and you can loosely tie it and couple it to a different brand. Having it be the same name, um, you know, what's happened to my hunting podcast is it's kind of taken its own shape and it's got its own legs. So that has been able to stand on its own. Sure. Um, so it does share the same name as the application, which actually is kind of confusing now. Are you a podcast or are you an app? Mm. Sure. It's by the same name. So it's actually interesting to see how that's grown. Yep. Um, but certainly if you, you don't want it to be something that boxes you in. So if you just try to like envision the future as you start to go through this, it's going to maybe take its own shape. Yeah, yeah I like that thinking of the, the outcome and where you want to go with it. I think that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing, you know, just that it's just that it depends. You know, for instance, Michelle Obama could have decided she wanted to make a podcast and call it a purple yellow picture, you know, and it, and it's still Michelle Obama, you know, mm -hmm. talking about it. 
But what's made her podcast even more popular is because it's called the Michelle Obama podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, so it just needs to to make sense for what it is that you're trying to do. Um, and so, again, it's about intention. Uh, it's about your demographic. Who are you trying to reach? It's always going to go back to your why. Why am I doing this? And if one, when you know who your audience is, and for beginners, that might be a challenge. Because you may not know. I just want to do a podcast. I don't mm -hmm. know who who, who You get a passion yet. for something you want to yeah, talk about it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, but, you know, as you get a little deeper into it, it does matter. You know, if you when you understand what who your target is, who you're trying to reach, then your your title may um, go along with that. And that that changed for me over time because I had one podcast. And then now that I've kind of evolved, I'm like, OK, this goes with more of the demographic that I'm looking for. So I'll just add yeah. one more thought, yeah, for which sure. is you could it could be brought to you by the main brand. Ah, it could sure. be okay. yeah. we're in the studio of the, the main brand. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so there's ways to. Uh, tie it back to the main brand if it has a different name where you can still get creative. Sure, okay. So. You can talk to that though too, LZ. I mean, Podcast Town, Enterprise Now, all of the, you know, all the different things yeah, that you, you do. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. no, I, there was a point where um, from just a, a capacity perspective, I had to say, really get focused and say, okay, what, what, how are these things related? And mm -hmm. I decided to launch a different show that was more branded toward Podcast Town. So, yeah, it, it, it again, it's iterative, and and there's a there's a process of uh, the show, the brand becoming its own, and you sort of being aware of that and sure. following it as it as it grows and matures. Yeah, and I, I like I like the idea of having a different sort of brand for the podcast because then it, it sort of cuts some of the limitations. Like mm -hmm. for mine, mine's a home building hero, and so it's all about home building. But if I called it like the Bellman Homes podcast, only people that might be interested in Bellman Homes might tune into that. Whereas yeah. home building hero kind of allowed me to branch out and talk about and you know building and, and industry news throughout the country mm -hmm. and and actually I've had people tune in from you know overseas uh, interested in what's going on here so it, it really took the limitations off by doing that so sure. I think that name and is important and sometimes you do need to separate it mm -hmm. you know from your core brand mm -hmm. you know because it might also limit you from sponsorships yeah. and things too mm -hmm. I would yeah. imagine yep. mm -hmm. so um, okay so someone's got a podcast. And they're, they're doing it, they've got it going, they're starting to build an audience, but you know, it probably plateaus at some point. So what, what kind of tips do you guys have to build, build your audience? How do you continue to grow it once you've gotten to a certain point? I was hoping you weren't going to ask me first, no. okay. <laughs> because that is the, that's the million dollar. That's question, the hard, right? yeah, that's the, the money maker, right? Yeah, that, that is difficult. I, I think what I would tell people is, again, be very intentional, um, spend time building relationships. You know, I'm, I'm physically on social, engaging in posts, yeah. following people, okay. seeing what they respond to, and just being an active um, member of that tribe. And when you do that, people tend to want to give back. When sure. you give value, yep. you tend okay. to get Good value. Good advice, yep. So, um, so it, it, it's in the trenches, one person at a time, gaining their trust. Because so when it's a somebody slow game. Gives you, it's yep. a slow game. When, when somebody gives you their time, which is the only resource that we cannot get more of. Correct. You yeah. have to treat it as such. Okay. And you have to honor it, and, mm -hmm. and it, it's precious. And so it, you have to earn that. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on growing audience? Stay visible. Uh, you know, yeah. so like you said, you, you may reach that, that plateau. 
So whether that's, you know, again, utilizing your social media platforms, networking, connecting with groups that are moving in the same direction, because, you know, I can't tell you how many times, okay, maybe I've reached that kind of a plateau. I went to a net networking event, a grant event, <laughs> handed out a couple cards, or even if it was a virtual event, you know, I connected with people, you know, within the chat and, and here's my podcast. And it, it grew from there. And sometimes it's some people that I didn't think would make me that I didn't think would be interested in the podcast. But this is what I've kind of learned just even in sales is that people buy you. Mm-hmm. They buy into you. And so, again, back to that relationship thing, if they connect with you, it I don't want to say it doesn't matter what you're saying on your podcast because, you you know, the, the, the first connection is the relationship. But then when you get them there, you want them to feel value there as well. But really, you know, you could, you know, be selling baskets. If people like you, they're buying, they're connecting, they're downloading. And so I think that's a that, that's a huge piece of it. So why do you guys think uh, podcast has grown so much? Because there's so many different media that people can engage with now, right? I mean, you have all the social media channels and you still have radio and you still have TV and now you have streaming uh, programs, but podcasts seem to grow. Why do you think that is? I want Elsie to answer this, but I wanted to add... (laughs) I want Elsie to answer everything. (laughs) I wanted to add that um, part of what you're talking about, that this new question ties back into the previous question in that if you can create a two-way conversation, that's a pretty big way to, like, touch everybody that's listening to some degree. And like Elsie said, if someone's giving you their time, if you're acknowledging that time by having, like letting other people's voices be heard and you can respond to that, um, that's that one by one by one, but that's like a force multiplier. Sure, that's a great way to grow your audience because now you're bringing their connections, you know, especially like you do an interview with somebody and now they're like excited about it, right? Like, hey, I'm on a podcast. They they want to share it, right? Mm -hmm. And also now their connections are like, oh, I got to hear. Yeah, so like the, like, Pat Miller does a good job of this with his show where you can like join the show and be on video with them or he will read your comment. Mm -hmm. Um, So those types of things are really big for the end user. But collaboration is a big deal too. Like making sure if you, if if you identify other podcasters in your space, go be on their show too Mm -hmm. and cross pollinate. It'll grow quicker. But podcasting is a big deal because it's passive consumption. I'm in the shower. I'm listening to a podcast. Sure. I'm, you know, putting the dishes away and brewing coffee. I'm listening to a podcast. On the way here, guess what I was listening to? A podcast. There you go. Um, so it's a really great way when to I, I think you've kind of hit on it because I think that's what's nice about the podcast is you don't have to be, like, you could be working at your computer and still listening to it, right? Yeah. Whereas, you know, maybe a video, you've got to yeah. kind of set aside the time to actually watch it or mm-hmm. you could be cleaning your house and have your earbuds in. Mowing the lawn, shoveling, yeah. snow blowing, sure. whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so, a great way. To who doesn't like to multitask? The pandemic, unfortunately, you know, also played a role in even the expansion of it the more because mm-hmm. here we are looking for things to do, looking for ways to connect and so, you know, here's the pot. You know, I, I never listened to a podcast. Well, okay, well, why not? You yeah. know, and then the addiction. What else am I going to do, right? Right, right, <laughs> exactly. And so the, maybe the what else is, you know, I could do a podcast. And so now we have more people that are that are launching out and trying something new. So, you know, in, in some ways, you know, maybe the pandemic was, not maybe, but it was, you know, a difficult time for many. But for a lot of people, it's also stretched them into new territory. Did you guys see a decline for a little while during the pandemic on your podcast? 
Um, I know on mine I did, but then after a, a month or two, all of a sudden it kind of went back and then some. Did you guys see anything similar? Or? Yes. Um, mine yeah. stayed pretty steady. Did it? Um, okay. Throughout, so, yeah. Eric, you had a different experience. No, I did. I saw it decline, <laughs> and I talked to all the other podcasters in my space. We have a pretty tight-knit group of folks that mm -hmm. stay in contact. And it to me, my um, interpretation of that was everyone's routine got disrupted for a minute there. So yeah. like the morning commute uh, may have been a time when someone was consuming. So I think there was yep. maybe a small decline. Yeah, I think I noticed that eventually in picked back well. up in okay. summer. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yep, that makes sense. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, scaling up and, and really taking um, this to the next level. Because it's one thing to have the podcast, but then there's so many other things that you can do with it. And I know, Eric, you know, I brought you here because I know you're you're really good at this. And whether it's creating, you know, micro content from it or taking the one thing and, and using it multiple times. So why don't you talk a little bit about some of the things that you've done to really, um, you know, get more mileage out of your podcast? Sure. I use it as what would be called pillar content or long form content. So it's one of my content pillars. Uh, it's a great way to, if you have that big chunk, there's so many nuggets in there oh, that we like get as we're listening to people like, oh my God, this is gold, like keep talking, right? Your sure. interviewer, yep. you're like, yes, yes, yes. But then you can take that and you can make a small video, you can make a small audiogram, which is like a picture with an audio wave. Um, it's hard to put a brick out there or a giant log and expect someone to be able to consume that. Sure. If I had to start a fire with a log, I, ha I would have to have like a blowtorch, which would take a lot of fuel, energy, and resources mm -hmm. to get that thing lit. But if I chop it into kindling and I put it out there, I can start a fire a lot easier. So Great analogy. It's, it's a pretty poor expectation to think that someone's going to consume an hour-long episode if you just drop a link out onto social media. Yeah. No one has time for that. Sure. Yeah. Yep. you got to kind of tease them and kind of pull them in. And if you do it at scale... Eventually, you're going to be so loud all over the place. At some point, someone's like, oh, my God, I finally have to listen to what the heck this yeah. guy's talking sure. about. Um, makes sense. So it's kind of like give them a reason to, to tune in. You have to yeah. keep their interest. You have to get their attention first. And once you okay. do, you can start to bring them into that kind of funnel. So. I do. I do similarly. You know what you just spoke about. Um, so definitely the audiograms. Thanks, to Elsie. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and a few other things. And so with my the way my show runs is uh, it's only twenty minutes. So I do a twenty minute uh, interview with the person that um, that's going to be featured for the month. And then after that, I do eight to ten minute um, podcasts that follow that picking apart each nugget. So it's really for the oh, month. Okay. It's the same it's the same it's the same show, gotcha. but then each uh, episode after that initial interview, I do I pick apart the one thing that just stood out and great. then the next thing that's a great stood way out. to get more money. So yeah. is the first one like an interview between you and the guest and the second one is just you it's talking? It's just me. The analysis. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it's like the big football game boom. and you got the live feed and you got the <laughs> you know the play by play yeah. guy and the color guy and then all of a sudden boom now you're yeah. going and to the post game. These Bite-sized bite like nuggets, that. so now I don't have to ingest the entire thing at once, you know, because I really could have done it for a full hour, but how do we break this out? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Anyone else have anything to add on scaling or, uh, you know, growing it even further, getting more mileage, anything? Yeah, no, I think um, it, 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 there's levels to it, right? So if, if you're a brand, um, obviously paid advertising is, is an option, right? If you want to really put gasoline on the fire and, sure. and take it to the next level. And, um, I, I, you know, doing more episodes, right? So um, there's opportunities to um, take what you're doing that you know works and then scaling it, um, putting a little paid ad, um, advertising behind it and really seeing, seeing your, um, your results, uh, sort of your return on the, your investment. So where, um, since you brought that up, where, where are you doing paid advertising? Is it just through uh, promoted posts or... 
Uh, yeah. Um, what, what, what kind of source are you using? Triton Digital releases a really good report. Um, I believe they do quarterly. Um, Facebook is big. Yeah. Um, LinkedIn, Instagram is, um, is a, a good one as well. But really, it, it's knowing where your audience is, where they hang out, and that's where you want to be in. Sure. Hang out. Okay. So if, if you know your people are on TikTok, I do not have a TikTok account. <laughs> my daughter's like, Dad, no, you cannot have a TikTok account. <laughs> but if my people are there. So we're then, too old for that. <laughs> yes, yes. It, it embarrassed her just the thought of her yep. dad having an account. <laughs> but if my folks are on TikTok, then guess where I am? I'm on TikTok. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, so you guys are all very successful in your podcast. You know, if you could start over and do something different, um, you know, knowing what you know now, what would that be? Like, what would you do different? So, uh, Brandy, I'm going to, we'll go around. Why don't you let me know what you would do different? Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to think because I'm perfect. No, I'm, just, <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. I'm so far from that. Um, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the planning, you know, uh, and it, just kind of listening to some of the things that you guys said, you know, it's that planning, making sure that you, before you, because I, I, I will leap before I plan at times. Sure. I think um, we all and, do that. Right? <laughs> and so, you know, with that, I, even though there is some rhyme or reason to my, my leaping, uh, a lot of times I'm out there and I have this great content. It's like, oh, you need to do more. Right. So I think being okay with that pacing myself. And if I don't have it by the deadline, I said I wanted to have it, you know, push the date back. You know, it's okay. You know, so that that's a piece that I'm working on with a few different projects that I that I'm working on. Okay, Eric, how about you? If you were starting over, what would you do different? I was uh, pretty naive about uh, how to monetize a podcast. Ooh, okay, a and one. and we're gonna get to that a little bit, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah so I'll, well, I'll save it then. I'll save that part of it. But okay. In my mind, there's two ways to do that, and um, it, it took me a minute to kind of realize how to do that. But it was about the fit as far as who should be like partnering with me on certain things. Sure. Okay. So that was a big deal, thinking about that. Um, the other thought that hopefully didn't escape my mind um, is social currency. So when you have a guest on, use that guest to get to the next guest. You can build yourself a lot of credibility by taking who you've already talked to and parlaying that into the next person you're going to get. So you can kind of be strategic if you know you want someone, look at their circle of influence and work backwards from that. Yeah. And you can almost always, uh, there's a book by Alex Benayan called The Third Door. You can almost always third door your way into yeah. something. Sure, okay, um, I like that. Yep. So. That's back to that planning and intentionality, you know, before you Yeah, leave. and I, I do like that concept of social currency because yeah. you know, I've noticed that as well. Like, I got a, a more national economist on my podcast. All of a sudden, it was like, it seemed like it was more legit. Like, okay, now, oh, he can get this guy. And all of a sudden, I had other people reaching out to me that I didn't know that were, you know, players and like, oh, hey, I want to be on your podcast. I was like, oh, holy cow. And like, more and more people are looking at that. You yeah. know, before, 10 years ago, you know, you got a podcast. Yeah, sure, I'll be on it. But now they're looking at your guest list to see who else has been on sure. your show to, to validate to your point. Yeah, that the makes... trick in the past was, what's a podcast? Do I have to, like, come to you? <laughs> what is yeah. that? And now it's like, yeah, everyone has a podcast. Like, yes. So it's interesting. It's like everybody's it's doing it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Elsie, what would you do different? I would probably take my own advice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would easily give it. Like, I mean, oh, okay, I, had, I had somewhat of a strong why. You know, I sure. wanted to learn from business owners. But outside of that, 
you know, I'm an audio guy. I've been mm-hmm. in audio since for, for about 18 years. Sure. So that part of it was was relatively easy. It's a good fit. But yeah. I didn't have a plan. Like, I didn't know anything about micro content and social currency. And I didn't have a strategy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew I wanted to learn business. Those people know business. I'll have them on my podcast. We'll talk business and I'll learn stuff. That, yeah. was, that was my plan. Sure. My strategy. Okay. I probably, uh, hindsight being 2020, I would probably think that out a little bit more yeah. and have a strategy and a plan. Gotcha. I think that's great advice is to always have a plan, always have yeah. sort of a strategy for, for what you're doing so that that gives you the guidance for where you need to go, yeah. right? And don't be afraid to push that date back. Okay. <laughs> that's rough. So I know we could talk about this topic for probably a whole nother hour, but uh, I have one last question that I want to ask you guys. And uh, this is the one that everybody, this is the one everyone's waiting for. <laughs> um, an ancillary benefit of podcasting, monetization. Okay. Dum, dum, dum. What do people need to know about monetizing a podcast? I know, Eric, you were jumping at this one before. Let's, let's see what you have to yeah, say. Yeah, I've actually Eric. talked to Elsie about this on his podcast, uh, oddly enough. And there's not one way to do it. And that was a really uh, weird way to, to think about it early on. I just thought you had to have a huge listenership. Uh, I would see people being represented by big brands. And so... You know, as anybody enters a new market in any space, you can undercut the market. Uh, So I started my first advertiser was a coffee company. And so the exchange was, I'll put you on my show visually and audibly. And in exchange, I get free coffee. So that's a great start. So that gave me credibility to go get more. And eventually, I worked myself into getting some corporate sponsorships on the hunting podcast, which is great. But it has to be a good fit. They have to align with my demographic. Now, conversely, on the other podcast, where I interview entrepreneurs from around the world about their success and failures, et cetera, Uh, But the engine underneath that is my business of marketing and uh, content production. So those folks that I'm having on the show can become my client. So that's more like monetizing the guest instead. And the ROI of that is like really positive. But the minimum listenership on the hunting podcast, peak season, we get 10,000 downloads a week. Mm -hmm. Great for the sponsors. On this one, I think the most I have on a single episode is 42. Okay. So it, it just goes to show that you don't have to have some huge listenership to make money on it, but it also doesn't need to be the primary goal either. Gotcha. So so, uh, so the one with the less downloads, you actually probably monetize more. Yep. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Uh, Brandy, do you have anything about monetizing? Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, the, the, la- the latter part of what you said uh, stood out to me because uh, my current podcast is connected to my my business. So I do social media management, marketing, um, marketing campaigns. And so in the same way, you know, although we, we, we have these products and these things that we do, it's not always easy to ask for money. It's just not for some people, for some people, it's easy breezy for me. It's like, I just, I just, I'm a, I'm a passion project type of girl. So I just want to do the work and then magically have money in my bank account. This is not, it doesn't happen that way. So for me, just doing my content and doing it well and sharing it with people uh, where it makes sense. And uh, back to your point about the folks that I have that come on um, at the end of it, it's an opportunity either to network, to partner or for them to uh, purchase my services. And so that's how I've been able to make money without saying, hey, here's my sponsorship package. You can have the bronze package for you know, sure. $2,000. So you don't, don't necessarily have to, have to do sell out your, your brand or yeah. your podcast because you could use it literally to sell your exactly. other business Exactly, and, and that's been a, more comfortable for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anything that you want to add about yeah, I'll, uh, I'll piggyback on what these guys, guys are saying. Um, you know, I have a lot of conversations with brands. And when you're talking with a business, the number one thing they want to know is, all right, LZ, what is my return on investment? Yeah. Like, how do I get my money back on this project? Sure. And the number one way is always, always, always your own products and services. Mm-hmm. The yeah. ROI percentage-wise yeah. um, on conversion 
always going to be higher unless you're getting a gazillion <laughs> downloads an episode. Sure. That's always going to be the number one and best um, and honestly best use of your time. Mm. Um, but what I always try to tell people is you want to monetize your relationship, right? So your email list, your social yeah. reach, your website, your downloads, your show notes, and that is all a part of the podcast brand. So even if you got 46 downloads, but maybe you have 1,500 people on your email list and maybe sure. you're getting visits on your website. And so you're bundling all of that mm -hmm. reach, all that relationship. It's all value, right? It's all value. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're using that as your undercurrent to, um, to get value. Yeah, don't forget to, don't, and don't forget about your merchandise that merchandise, can go along yeah. with that. You know, yeah. you get enough followers, and then you know maybe they're listening to the, your pod, your podcast on your website, and then you know there's a link right there to buy a t-shirt, to buy a mug, or mm -hmm. what have you. That's another way to bring in some Fantastic. revenue. Fantastic. Yep. I'm sure we could talk about this for even longer, we but uh, we are unfortunately are out of time. So I want to thank you each and every one of you for coming in. We had a great conversation today, and thanks for joining YG Roundtable. Oh. Thank you so much for having us. You're, you're a brave man for having three podcasts. Yeah. Yes, we did it. And everybody got some fair share talking, right? Yeah, it was awesome. Thank All you. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to Elsie, Brandy, and Eric for sitting down on YG Roundtable, built by Max Weiss and sponsored by Health Payment Systems. YG Roundtable, built by Max Weiss, is YGTV's place to explore issues facing the business community and learn from subject matter experts who stand out in their field. If you've got an idea for an episode or you'd like to appear as a panelist, drop us a note on our website, younggunsmovement.com. And for more great content shaking up the business industry, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow our podcast so you don't miss a single episode. I'm your host, David Bellman president of Bellman Homes. Big thanks to our panel, Brandy, Elsie, and Eric. See you next time.